Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another win, and it's against a really strong playoff NBA championship contender in the Phoenix Suns. Sixers win it at home at the crib, 188 over the Phoenix Suns. Ah, Dave, it's nice to have Joel Embiid back, isn't it? 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. It's funny because he looks he looked sick. He looked maybe injured. And he was just flaw- like flawless, almost. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're used to seeing that from from Joel. Like he he looks yeah. hurt, he looks sick, he looks injured. Yeah, and kind then of, it was kind of like a Jordan flu game, a light light version. Right, and he just puts up a casual thirty three and ten, you know. And sixteen of sixteen from the line, where he, you know, you know, he's dragging. Saw him check himself out in that fourth quarter after kind of a wobbly landing, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, um, I was here we go. God damn it. But, but he comes in and uh he, he just closes the door on these guys. He's he's getting out on switches, but he's also playing some drop coverage. He's really picking his spots. It looks like in the defense. Uh and it really worked tonight. I mean, 88 points for the Suns. And he was just a monster on the defensive end even when it looked like Devin Booker was getting ready to take over in that third quarter and I sent the tweet out Third quarter Sixers at it again. It's it, it's a it's something we're just too familiar with, but you know it's it's fine. Everything's good. They still won by twelve. Joel still made DeAndre Ayton look like you know not not quite a scrub, but definitely not on his level. Yeah, Ayton got banged up. Chris Paul got banged up. That certainly didn't hurt the Sixers' cause. At one point in the game, I was like think when I saw that same third quarter and I was like, uh-oh, they had this big lead. I was considering checking to see how big their lead was in both this game and against the Knicks in case they lost both. I, I feel like, oh, man. I almost switched over to the Monday Night Football game, but then I remember that I had to do a post-game podcast, so I couldn't exactly turn the game off. There's nothing to see anyway. Who are you going to watch, Isaiah? Likely, there's there's a not a ton of star power in that game. Listen, don't ask me why, but my brother is an insane New Orleans Saints fan, and I called him up and was like, are the Saints usually this boring? I haven't watched <laughs> him in a while. Uh, but it wasn't just Joel. Tobias got things started early. Uh, he kicked in 21 points total. But Tobias's first half was really, really encouraging to see. Uh, 5 of 11 from the field in the first half, kind of pacing the Sixers to uh, that halftime lead that they had. It, I Tobias looked good early. Yeah, Tobias had a good game. Uh, he he kept the pressure on. He looked like he was trying to play some bully ball. I mean, at one point he he caught the wrath of was Damian Lee, who 
I guess, got frustrated that he was tripped earlier and so decided to take it out on the sweetest man in Tobias. Yeah, he's the only person that you could kind of do a swing like that on and not get, like, assaulted, you know? Right. Maybe Matisse, too. I, maybe you get away with that with Matisse, I will. Maybe. Yeah, but, I, you know, I'm surprised he didn't get assaulted anyway by, like, maybe if Trez was in the game, who knows? Man, I was half expecting PJ Tucker and Montrez Harold to like jump off the bench and just start like swinging. But I was like, wait, that's if it was a playoff a game, idea. maybe if it was playoff, but they're not going to get suspended out in a in a win like this. They needed to finish game one without Harden. Uh, I, I guess if there's one thing that didn't be, look all that encouraging was Maxi, uh, eleven points off four of eighteen. I feel like that's fine it's not it's it's bad don't get me wrong but it's not like he was still out there trying doing his thing he chipped in with 11 points six assists five rebounds like Tyrese doing Tyrese things and you, you know what sometimes he just had an off game and he looked off against the Knicks too so maybe he gets out of that funk a little bit if he's gonna be getting way more minutes he played 40 minutes tonight so yeah we we jinxed him in his first game without Harden because we were saying even in a really, really bad game for him, he was still kind of efficient. But in this one, he was just flat out inefficient, four of 18. Still wound up being a plus eight, I guess, because he got to share the floor with some talented people. Right. Um, but it was a rough night. He, I just want to say, like, I feel like he's gotten a tough whistle lately. Am I crazy? Am I just being a homer? No, he- I, I I, think he is kind of getting a tough whistle. It's like, you know how it is with the, the younger quote-unquote all-stars of the nba like they yeah. don't get those veteran calls all the time so he's it might be con- he's drawing contact because he's he's kind of doing a, a slow stutter step and then he's blowing by drawing contact putting up the shot and just getting no call and looking at the ref like bro really tyrese has been getting pinballed the last couple of games i'm just like y'all y'all just gonna swallow those whistles okay all right fine and right. then Guys like uh, Devin Booker, like they're just getting those calls and just really ticky tack. Man, he's a made man. He gets he's... to take that fourth step on that move. Sure. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix looked decent, even though Chris Paul left early and, like we said, DeAndre Ayton left early. I don't know if Phoenix quite pulls it out with Paul in the lineup. Shouldn't it? Certainly wouldn't have hurt. Helped. Uh, Certainly would not have hurt their chances, but I don't know. Phoenix just looked flat, like shooting only about 45% from the field, 33% from the three. Like they they just look, maybe it's just Monday night. Monday night games are weird. Yeah, Booker was hot, 28 points on 16 shots, highly efficient, getting those free throws on us. And like that was it though. And he kicks in five dimes and seven rebounds. He did have six turnovers. Uh, that worked against them, obviously. The Sixers were turning them over and playing some really stifling D at times. But they didn't have a ton else going for them, did they? Not at all. Not even in the slightest. And then in the second half, especially the the fourth quarter, uh, it, was, it was George Niang time. It was bang, bang, George Niang. Four of six from three to increase the lead and uh, help the Sixers get that twelve point win at home. I, I I like I like what I see from George Niang this season. I like it. I enjoy it very much. 
Yeah, it was a big Niang game. Seven of ten from three is pretty scorching hot. You could tell all his teammates were looking for him wherever he was, and he, he just had absolutely no hesitation on some of those. And, and even we saw uh, James Harden tweeting out just like this straight up, yeah, for George Niang. Yeah. Like, I love it. Still hitting 45% of his threes on about four and a half attempts. Just like this is, I, I again, said this last week, I know there's going to be a drop-off at some point. But Sixers fans, Dave, let me enjoy this while it is happening. Enjoy it. Uh, anything else of note? Uh, Paul Paul Reed minutes. Paul Reed minutes and no Montrez in this game. Uh, Doc, can we get more of that, please? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to learn that Trez was under the weather or banged up or if he felt this was a matchup thing. Um Typically, when teams around the NBA play the Suns, they do do things a little bit differently than they might normally do. I remember covering the Nets last year. They went away from LaMarcus Aldridge, who was playing big minutes for them when Phoenix came to town because they wanted Nick Claxton to be able to switch on some of those, you know, triple threat at all times in right. the game where you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker. It's not a, it's not a great game for Trez matchup wise because they do a lot of one five screens so and, if it was that but it, that wouldn't really make sense because Doc spams his backup big who can't defend the pick and roll no matter who the contest is normally so right what <laughs> what would uh what would have tipped his his rotation tonight maybe maybe Daryl said something to him I don't know I, I I don't know and I don't care but it, it worked in in this game so uh more more Paul Reed the better and going back to something he said about defensively Embiid and Tobias especially really crashing down on those uh screen and roll actions from the Phoenix Suns like I like what they were doing being aggressive defending the pick and roll game yeah I mean holding holding the Suns to eighty eight and Paul Reed played 11 minutes and uh, you know, they, they got something to work with there. I, I don't understand yet why that was the case, but hopefully doc notices what he did and that it worked. I'm not sure that he, you know, I'm not sure how he'll, he'll evaluate that, but doc, you did something great and it worked. So do it again. <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, after the two point loss at home against the Knicks and then coming back and beating a team like, phoenix by 12 at home like i said on the pod last week like now you've got a uh, home and home with atlanta thursday and sunday followed by utah and then the big matchup against milwaukee a week from friday i i i feel i feel okay i feel better i feel a lot better in that milwaukee game if we had Harden, but i don't think it's going to be like a complete blowout or anything yeah, Sixers, it's going to be a tough matchup because they have trouble stopping the ball, right? And so yes. if you get you get Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, uh, you know, it's going to be some matchup nightmares for Maxi. You, you play Melton, you're probably going to have to lean on Matisse, who they haven't been comfortable leaning on. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be some of these dicey lineups we saw tonight where you've got Shake Milton and George Niang out there at the same time. Um Maybe he, maybe Maxie and Milton to start, and then like maybe Thibault's first guy off the bench. 
it's hard to imagine him be the first guy off the bench, isn't it? But I, I mean, in that situation when you're playing uh Trey Young and DeJounte Murray and those wings that Atlanta has, like I, I feel like Matisse yeah. has to be first or second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes sense in this matchup hundred percent. Uh we saw how how well he played Steph Curry last year. So if you have a matchup, you know my other thing with Matisse is I just feel like his lack of offense hurts him from officials as well like there was a couple plays tonight in the last game where i was like that's not a foul or <laughs> you give him the benefit of the doubt he's a two-time second all defensive second team he doesn't right. get those type of calls that pretty much any other member of an all defensive team would get defensively and uh, it's hopefully it's something that comes back and it's just temporary and Matisse will be able to figure some things out because we definitely are going to need his defense and his length and his wingspan in the next two games for sure. And then when Drew Holiday and Anthony Edwards come into town, like we're going to need him then. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with the rotations for the wings and the guards. Uh, last thoughts about tonight's game before we take a little break and then uh, discuss some deep Sixers news and some NBA stuff. Final thoughts. Um, let's see. PJ Tucker. He he played a lot. He doesn't. He's not like totally filling up the box score. I think Trill Bro dude tweeted like more technical fouls and points. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of expect more from PJ Tucker when you consider what they're paying him, and he plays 30 minutes and he gets four points and eight rebounds. Like, that's fine, I guess. But I, I guess I expected a little bit more from him, maybe because early they're trying to fit him into the starting rotation. I, I don't know. Like, it, the, my personal jury is still out on the signing right now. The, the Michael Lewis famous piece about uh, Daryl Morey signing Shane Battier was the no stats all-star. So maybe Daryl Morey, <laughs> if, if he was on here, would say, look, man, he doesn't need to fill stats. If he's getting a great contest, he's not blocking, he's not fouling, he's not getting a steal, but someone else is getting the rebound, and that's all PJ. So he was a plus 11. It does he show was up somewhere. plus 11, yeah. And only D-Melt was higher in terms of team total. So the team was outscoring the Suns when he was on the floor. We should probably take note of that, even though he didn't wind up with more than four points in a block, basically eight rebounds. Right now, uh, looking at the box scores, the Atlanta Hawks have defeated the Milwaukee Bucks, it looks like. I'm just going to double check the tapes real quick. Yes, 117.98. Giannis with 25. Trey Young did not play tonight, coach's decision, but they still won with DeJounte Murray scoring 25, AJ Griffin with 24. So, coach's decision, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, you, uh, coach's decision of like, uh, he's 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 hurt, he's not healthy, immobile. <laughs> he's absolutely immobile. But, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in Trey getting that back to back. We'll see what happens, but in yeah. the meantime, gonna take a quick commercial break, come back and do some. NBA news, some stuff around the site on Liberty Ballers. Dave had a piece go up last week, so we're going to get into that. And we'll be right back after a message from these words. Liberty Ballers, out of sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. Back after these words. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is the Outside Podcast. It is the post game edition. We are here. It is myself, Adil Royster, and David Early. We're just wrapping up the post game. Sixers win 188 against the Phoenix Suns at home at the crib in South Philly. And I guess. I guess I can give the Brooklyn Nets a little kudos this week because they did what I suggested they do on the podcast last week, which is basically just tell Kyrie to get his stuff and get out. It'll be on the corner of Atlantic and Flatbush. And they they seem to have taken note to that. And even, even asking Josiah to really question bringing in Ime Doka to head coach, like those two things I did not see coming at all. Yeah. I mean, so much has changed. Like you go back to, was it, was it mon- last Monday? When last Monday. Steve Nash is still there. And like the whole world is different in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then it was, okay, they're going to replace Nash with Ime. And then Kyrie's thing blew up and you know, what's going to happen with KD and now what's it's going just, on with like, Simmons? Yes, yeah. Simmons has knee swelling on top of his back. And, you know, that's a source of frustration to a player who wants to win the title this year, last year in Durant. So, oh, man, wow. life, life just comes at you fast, doesn't it? And like things really do happen in a New York minute up there. Good God. It puts into perspective the sluggish, sluggish, sluggish have had. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm just glad that the Brooklyn Nets kind of took some accountability and they are looking to get their positive spin in PR again. So if you're Daryl Morey, you're not putting in calls to trade for Kyrie and then sign Ime? Wait, like the the Sixers trading for Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dave, why, Dave, why are you trying to, why are you starting stuff with me tonight? Like, why? We just had a twelve point win against the Phoenix Suns. I'm feeling good. Everything's nice, and you say some nonsense like that. What the hell? What if, what if, what if Joe, you're Josh Harris? Joe Sy calls you and says, "I like what Tobias Harris did. I like what he represents. Kyrie for Tobias and a swap." Dave and, and all that and all that comes with him. <laughs> Dave, you're killing me, man. Like, don't, uh, <laughs> I, I was I was totally against it. And then you said a swap. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't know if I can turn down the swap. But no, no, you're not. I, you're not getting the swap. You're giving the swap. Oh, oh, yeah. Hell no. Then no. Right, fine, fine. You're fine. You're getting the swap. See, now that I'm getting a swap, I might at least not hang up the phone immediately. <laughs> I, all right and, and and firing doc and hiring email you're, you're out on that too I'm, I'm very out on that I'm, I'm very out on firing doc rivers for anyone that is not named sam cassell I'm sorry that's just how I'm operating for the rest of the season interesting okay uh so yeah let's let's close the book on Kyrie Irving 
Uh, I, I, I'm debating whether or not I want to like edit your Kyrie trade out of the podcast tonight because I don't want people to get very angry and upset with you on Twitter. I just I know your feelings about it, so I just wanted to give you the, the softball to get you going. So you're just you're just trying to agitate me tonight. That's what you're doing. Okay. You, I was just letting you such, hit a home you're run. You're such a jerk, David. <laughs> uh, you had a piece go up on the site. Uh, yesterday in fact uh about the mismanagement of james harden's early season workload yeah i i gotta say it it wasn't it wasn't smart i don't i don't think it was handled correctly like like you said in the in the headline at 33 james harden is way too valuable to deploy like a 24 year old young gun i agree with that i don't know why they felt the need to hyper aggressively increases minutes to start the season like that made no sense to me i don't know man it just doesn't make any sense to me either like even if you were let's say you had the world's renowned hamstring expert i think they think i think they would say they do it's simon rice and he says like you you don't rest a hamstring you keep pushing it you keep you get it acclimated to playing all the time even in that instance Give him a game off and then have him do some work, you know, on the treadmill, on on the elliptical, in a swimming pool. Just yes. keep it safe. Just keep it safe because there are other elements that you cannot account for in a game. There are moments where he's accelerating where he didn't expect to. Suddenly there's a loose ball and you just lunge for it. And you, you put loads and taxes on your body that when Joel's not out there and you're really doing your best to win a game, you can't absolutely guarantee this guy's health. And we saw that the way it shook out. It wasn't the hamstring. It turned out to be the foot sprain. But as Joel can tell you, you're at risk for some of those random flukier things also. I'm sure you know the official number, but do you know what James Harden's minutes per game is in the nine games that he played this season? I don't. Is it it's probably less because he had to come out of the last one playing. He played like 30 plus minutes with a severely sprained foot. So it's probably even, down a little bit, but it was like playing, 37. Even playing 35 minutes against Washington and then leaving early like he did. The average was still 36.8. Yeah. Coming into that game, it was 37. A couple games before that, it was like 38. I, I didn't see why they felt that, you know, the Sixers had played 10 games in a small window when most of the NBA had played eight or nine games. And I, he was not only leading the league in total minutes, but he was up there in minutes per game. He was right there in total minutes with Tyrese Maxey heading into that game where he got hurt. And it just didn't I, seem necessary. I didn't understand the 35 minutes he played against Indiana. I didn't understand the 35 minutes he played in the second half of the Washington home and home. Like I did not understand any of that. Like I get that Joel Embiid was uh, unavailable, but at the same time uh, with Harden at this point, you need him for the playoffs. Like you're not this, this guy, like you don't need him for the regular season. You need him healthy and ready to go come playoff time. I think he's not your Andre Drummond. He's not your Trez. He's not your Niang where you're right. in innings here. Is it a coincidence that in the first back to back of the year, which I didn't even think he should have played in, he no. went two of, thir- two of 13. 
like there was no need for any of that. I didn't. It, I kind of expected it might happen because everybody's a little sluggish on the second half of back to back, especially somebody that's like in their mid thirties and the way that James Harden plays, very ball dominant, very uh, un- unbelievable. James Harden two field goals in an entire basketball game. When that happens, something is very very something wrong. is very wrong. You need to like figure that out. And and now that was that was his last line in Brooklyn. They traded him when he dropped two two field goals <laughs> in a game. And now we've got Harden out of the lineup for a month. And granted, the only more, who knows the only benefit to this is that it's early in the season as opposed to like you know March or April. So he can heal up, rest everything, and he'll be able to get back into the swing of things before the big playoff push. Like that's the only benefit to this happening right now is that it's early. But we had all of these conversations all off season, and like, did they not listen to our pod? I uh, I I've been hoping that Daryl listens to our podcast, or at least Doc <laughs> listens. So I would hope at least Doc listens to our podcast at this point. At because... least assign an intern to take Cliff's notes because seriously, we, we were hammering this point. We were there for them. Come on, guys, Doc. If you want, I I will email you the Cliff notes myself if it helps, man. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I know you're a busy man with busy schedule and you have a lot to do with like organizing practices and setting lineups and all that stuff, doing strategy. But if you want the help, if you want the additional cliff notes, Dave and I got you. Okay. We will, I, we'll itemize everything. Okay. The main talking points and we'll give it to you in a nice, concise email that you can read. It'll only take you five minutes. We'll hook it up, doc. Just get we at it. Told you on, we could have told you on March 5th. That you need to load manage James Harden. I'm talking about last year. Last and year, Jordan, and that DeAndre Jordan wasn't very good. We just gave you those cliff notes. Anyway, let's let's move forward. <laughs> uh, like we said in part one of the podcast, Sixers home and home against the Atlanta Hawks later on this week. After that, it's Utah followed by Milwaukee. Uh, it's it's, a, it's still a weird early part to the season, so we'll just have to see how it goes. But I I'm. I'm feeling average right now, which is funny because at five and six, that's about what the Sixers are right now. It's kind of average. Oh, I like that. I like what you did there. See what I did there? See a nice segue? I'm a master of segues, David. You have been hitting grand slams on your segues lately. I, I have. Listen, when I do when I do segues, I'm not going for the singles and the doubles. If I do a segue, <laughs> I'm going for the parking lot, okay? You're going uh, bomber, huh? I'm like going bomb. bomber. That's right. Yeah. Um. How 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 you feel uh, now that the uh, the the Phillies are over? Like last last thing, and then we'll get out of here. That was a tough tough way to go. I mean, they they left some runners stranded that are still haunting me. It's like um, nineteen not... runners left on base in Game Five. That was, I think. Jesus, I'm not a baseball fan, and I'm not a Phillies fan, but I. I just saw that my timeline was so lit with all my Sixers friends watching. <laughs> so I, I started watching and then I, I got really hooked on on this team. So I ended up watching every game, probably their last couple series. Uh, I got really into it, got my hopes up when it was 2-1, obviously. I mean, game stealing game one was just crazy. Real Mutsu's, you know, hero homer. Um, Coming back from five down, yeah. <laughs> They, it was interesting that they were still underdogs after that moment, but um, hilarious, hilarious. Steve, Steve, Steve Lipman wrote a good piece that without the Phillies around anymore, 
Um, you know, the Eagles are still chugging and the microscopes on the Sixers is about to get a lot more focused. It's about to get a lot. It's about to get a lot more zoomed in. And right. it, the, the way things are looking now, there's this this question marks on this team. So it is going to be yeah. potentially a lot of angry uh, WIP and the fanatic callers in the next month or so when people start really paying attention to this team, which I'm not That's looking right. forward to because then I have to interact with those same people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 most angry caller who puts four W's in James Harden's last name. Oh my god, <laughs> that's I I feel like that's a good note to end it on. Uh, we are Dave Early and Adil Royster, the Out of Sight Podcast. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. I haven't said that in a while. I really, really need to get back to that. Yeah, um, really. yeah, I know. I don't I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You know, it's. You forget things in your old age, David. Like I'll be forty-two in uh, I'll be forty-two in ten days, and you just kind of forget things. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, you can follow myself at Adil B Royster on Twitter. Dave is at David Early. Uh, he took out the underscore for everybody. Keep it simple and clean. Uh, neither of us have the blue check mark on Twitter because neither of us are paying twenty dollars for it. Uh, you can follow. I have it until they take it away. Exactly, you lucky son of a. Uh, <laughs> you can follow Liberty Ballers at Liberty underscore Ballers. Follow the site LibertyBallers.com. Listen to all of the Liberty Ballers podcasts on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Thanks to Vox Media, our host, for hosting our fine podcast platforms. And uh, yeah, go Sixers. We'll talk to everybody next week. Big week. Two against Atlanta, one against Milwaukee, and we're doing it all without the beard, so we'll just see what happens. <laughs>